Levels, levels. Bevels. Devils. Hello, this is the Never Heard of It podcast, and I'm Sean. And I'm Craig. And we are going to talk about some of the movies that have fallen through our cracks. That's right. And I think we have a fun one today. Um, there's some animals in this one. And I think we should, Craig, this time, give a whole full flag. What am I trying to say? Mm-hmm. A uh, False flag? A full-flavored mm. <laughs> spoiler alert oh, right up front. Sure. Because, uh, once again, this is a relatively recent movie, and with those, you know, maybe some of you haven't got around to checking this out that should have by now and still want to, uh, there are some definitely surprising moments in this movie that at least caught me off guard, and I want to talk about them, so we're going to do that. So, yeah, if you haven't watched it yet and are really dying to, uh, pause this one, go listen to something else, and go check out White God. That's right. That sounds good. How are you doing today, Craig? Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, You know, I got a little bit of a cold. So my voice sounds right. a little sexier than normal, maybe? I don't know if I can handle that, but I think we'll power through it. I know, right? It seems impossible, but how are you doing, Sean? I'm good. I'm ready to talk about some dogs. Let's talk about dogs. So the movie today is once again called White God. This is a Hungarian movie from 2014. It was directed by... Cornel Mandrukso. Very good pronunciation. Thank you. And stars Sofia Soda. Mm-hmm. Perfect. <laughs> Sandor wow. Soter. Lily yep. Horvath. And some others whose names I'm just going to save them the embarrassment of butchering. <laughs> but most importantly, uh, this movie stars a dog, um, a character named Hagen, as in Hagen mm. does, and delicious like ice cream. He was played by mm-hmm. two dogs named Luke Bodie. and Bodie. And um, you may remember from previous mention of this movie, uh, Craig brought this up earlier, and I said, yeah, Craig, I've definitely heard of White God. We're not watching it. And I came back around. I said, Craig, let's watch (laughs) White God and do a special Heard of It episode. So that's what we're doing today. I think um, if you've spent enough time flicking around Netflix, you've probably seen this, um, specifically the image of a bunch of dogs sitting down in the street or a girl on a bicycle uh, pedaling away fast as she can from a whole pack of dogs running through a city street in Budapest. That is this movie, and that's what we're going to talk about. Let's do it. Craig, um, since we both had heard of this movie and knew a little bit about it, I want to say right up front, it definitely was not what I expected, mm-hmm. but I, I kind of loved it, and it's a crazy movie. Like, this is a crazy, crazy yeah. movie. I think. Everybody's got to see this regardless of what we think about it. But what about you? I mean, were you thrown for as much of a surprise as I was to where this plot ends up going? Or well, um, I mean, yes. No. Uh, it wasn't what I was... It wasn't what I was thinking it was going to be. Uh, I hadn't put a lot of thought into what I thought it was going to be, to be honest. But I still, yeah, yeah for I. some reason, for whatever reason... It was still going in, going to be in the sort of horror movie genre of like nature run amok. It's like, for whatever reason, the dogs have gone crazy. And that's not really it. I mean, and, and, and to be honest with you, I'm a little, I came away a little bit disappointed. Not at all disappointed in visuals or the scope or, I mean, the ambition of this movie is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I came away a little disappointed. 
and uh, which which we can get well, into. Well, I we think, go along. Uh, yeah, maybe my reason. Well, this is interesting because I think maybe that I, I know somewhat why this perhaps happened. For whatever reason, in my head, I kind of had this pegged as you know, a foreign art house family movie of sorts. Like I, I thought this was like a happy story about just dogs going crazy in the city, you know, right. this, this girl sort of leading right. the herd here as it were. And boy, that's no, it, there's some serious darkness mm-hmm. in this movie. And uh, I'll, I'll pull up a synopsis today is actually just right on Google's main page. When you search for this, it says falling, failing in his efforts to find his beloved owner an abandoned dog eventually joins a canine revolt against their human abusers. Yeah. And that's, that, that's fairly accurate. I think (laughs) again, not what I was expecting at all. This movie. um, Yeah, boy, it, it, it gets dark. I mean, there were moments where just to throw out one, just stupid reference, but it, it does feel like you've got the dog, Walter White sort of becoming the dog Heisenberg. Kind of, yeah. This thing. Like it's, it's that trajectory in a yeah. lot of ways. Um, it doesn't sort of end on that final right. moment. But uh, yeah, and and again, just I, I did not see that coming at all. Um, but the main plot sort of centers around a young girl. But she uh, is dropped off by her mom and her stepdad to stay with her father while they go to Australia for a conference. And her father is a meat inspector. There's a very graphic scene of a, you know, already dead cow, thankfully, being prepared. And um, he was not expecting her to show up with this dog, Hagen, who they keep calling a mutt. Um, I don't know. It definitely looks like it's got some pit bull in there somewhere. But just to give people a reference there or an idea of its size. And... Boy, within within minutes of that happening, you just get a sense that everybody in this girl's life hates this dog. <laughs> like they're yeah. all just man, one one after another. The neighbor, just not a nice person. The dad, not a nice person. The band teacher, terrible person. <laughs> like horrible human beings to this poor girl and this dog, which could not be a sweeter dog. So, yeah, the synopsis of this movie, which I'm going to read just from uh, Google's main page when you search for this film, says, Failing in his efforts to find his beloved owner, an abandoned dog eventually joins a canine revolt against their human abusers. And I don't think that's completely off the target for this movie. Right, and definitely not what I... I was not expecting the canine revolt. I did not see that coming. I was expecting something nice and sweet. And, um, yeah, so I, I got thrown a little bit for a loop there. The movie kind of starts off with a very striking... I guess it's a flash forward. I don't even know what you call this, but you know, it ends up being bookended. But the, with the girl, Lily, or Lily, I don't, can't remember what I said... Riding her bike as fast as she can through the empty streets. It's almost like post-apocalyptic, like a zombie movie. There's nobody out in this beautiful city of Budapest. And then she like rounds a corner on the bike. And the next thing you know, there's like 40, 50 dogs <laughs> flying after her. And, you know, we should note up front, these are real dogs to the best that I could tell. Um, doing very real things. Amazing, amazing animal training in this movie. I mean, I, I, you know, you watch a handful of movies a year where you're like, I don't know how they did that. 
Uh, and in many, many instances, I was thinking that in this movie. Like, I do not know how they get these animals to do these things. And, boy, that's refreshing to see in a lot of ways. But after that little opening, uh, you sort of move into, I guess it was probably a couple days earlier, right? Um, or maybe weeks. But anyway, Lily is being dropped off at her father's house by her mom and her stepdad. They're going to Australia for a conference. She's being left with her dad, who is not expecting her to come with a dog, and is immediately antagonistic about the fact that she's got this dog, Hagen. And as soon as they walk in the apartment building, the neighbor is antagonistic about the dog. And... It's just one after another where, boy, the humans in this movie are not nice. And, you know, I think, obviously, it's making a statement. Uh, I mean, this movie, there's probably, you know, PETA people waving their flags of, you know, support for this movie. And, you know, if if the director is a vegetarian or a vegan, that would not surprise me <laughs> because, you know, yeah, the, the dad is a meat inspector and you get this sort of gruesome shot of, you know, the, the, the killed cattle being prepared for market and stamped with the seal of approval by the dad. But, yeah, what did, what did you feel about that getting into it? Because in, in some ways, I had a hard time sort of connecting there's a lot of like documentary style feel to this movie. And there's a lot of handheld. I mean, I don't think the movie, the camera's ever on a tripod. And so it's very intimate in that way and very sort of naturalistic with the girl and sort of her interactions with the dog. But then, yeah, like, oh, man, the, the, there's some really extreme examples of bad people here. Did that bother you at all as far as like, were you able to make that connection that you're still in the real world, even though these people hopefully are extreme examples of people that hate dogs? Like, I don't know how anybody hates a dog. For well, yeah, I, I, I think that was that was a part of of my problem as as it went on. Mm-hmm. Was it was very easy to feel like we're in the real world at the beginning, and the and the, and the further it went on, the less it felt like this was the real world. Um, I mean, almost uh, really to the point of laughter at one point. And during a part that I feel like was actually supposed to be really intense. And, and, and that's, that's where I kind of had to start questioning, you know, why, why am I having that response? You know, because otherwise right. I'm enjoying the movie. Like, I really like this girl character. I really like uh, Lily and I really like Hagen. And, and I'm, I'm pretty worried about their situation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I also, at the beginning, I also was thinking this is going to be something about meat is murder. You know, it's going to be about how these animals are going to take, uh, you know, take, take revenge on the humans for, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't really make sense. Like killing cows or something. It doesn't like none of that really made sense, but it was very much like, this is how animals are treated. Yeah. And they're just looked down upon and they're just, you know, uh, not good enough or something. Well, I think it's, uh, you know, it, it's somewhat easier to make the connection to the parable of, of humans being treated, you know, if you treat a human like an animal long enough, mm-hmm. eventually they're going to bite you. You know, I, I think it's very easy right. to sort of make that connection. But yeah, I, I had a little bit of a little bit of a hard time with yeah the, the pack of it all. But continue. another thing that actually bothered me early on, uh, and I and I at the time I just assumed, well, I don't know 
I don't, you know, I don't know much about the, the culture or the society in Budapest. And so I thought, okay, well, maybe it's totally normal for this guy to, to be coming by and saying that you have to pay money to keep the dog. And, and you know, and, and a woman from upstairs would say that it, it tried to attack you and that was just fine, like just accepted. I don't know. It, it That stuff just started to seem weird already. Right. Like what, what kind of world is it? Like this dog is in an apartment. Why, why are you worried about the dog? Yeah, I I wondered that too. I don't I don't know anything about the culture as well, but I I think as it went on, I suspected that okay, no, these are this is not a cultural thing. I think this is being done very specifically to paint these people like this cuz yeah, they're all horrible. Because I think yeah. that's the only way maybe you come around to cheering for these dogs going <laughs> off the handle and just attacking the shit out of people at right. the end, right? Right. Well, and, and that was the other thing that 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 is sort of was the thought that started growing at that point, uh, where the guy came by to to get money or whatever for the dog, uh, was, you know, this is an allegory. Mm-hmm. So that, that's sort of where I start started sort of drifting away from the idea that this is a real story. Right. I also just in some of the opening stuff, you know, you've got this very sweet innocent girl. She's planning to let the dog sleep in her bed at her dad's. He's like, "No, dog's gonna sleep outside." The dog goes outside, starts whimpering. She brings it in, takes it to the bathroom, plays her trumpet for it, calms it down. There's things in that opening ten minutes that I was like, "This could totally be in like Marley and Me." Do you remember that movie? Uh, yeah, <laughs> <You've seen> that? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but it's not. It has that sort of like foreign art house vibe to it. You know, the way that it's executed. Which I thought, again, just not having done my homework as to what I was getting into, I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be like this cool, like Milo and Otis movie, (laughs) but done with like this really kind of interesting uh, cinematic sensibility. Mm -hmm. And so, again, threw me for a bit of a curve after that. But the big sort of, you know, if you're finding your point of conflict, uh, you know, inciting incident, if you will, in this movie is when the dead picks up the girl at school where she's taken the dog and gotten thrown out of band practice because, of course, the dog did not want to just stay in a closet mm-hmm. while she, you know, this band is playing. And he, the dad, stops the car, takes the dog, leaves it on the side of the road, they pull off. And, yeah, I mean, some of those shots are like pulling at the heartstring. They're just the shots of Hagen preparing to cross the street in traffic was like enough to give me a panic attack. Like I do not, I don't do well with that, you know? And, um, it's just crazy. Like it's so, you know, I forget what it's like to see a movie that kind of takes the POV of a live animal, you know? And so you're, you're treated to extended sequences where it does that. And I was like, Oh, holy shit. Like this is, we're really going to follow this guy. Like he's going to be a character, this dog. And, um, man, I don't know. Like, just a shot, like every time he's walking in front of a bridge and the boat honks its horn and just seeing the dog like react to that naturally and spontaneously and like you know it's not rehearsed or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, every single time, like, oh, that's such a great shot. <laughs> like, you know. Um, For sure. Again, it's like, I, I don't even know how you get a dog to walk five feet in a general direction right. on camera and get any sort of emotion out of it or anything like, like not make it look fake. Yeah. So all that stuff just kind of blew me away. But then, you know, the dog sort of meets up with 
these other dogs and there's there's clearly like a pack that's running around in the city and going through garbage cans and then you've got the dog catchers that are coming after them with the loops mm-hmm. and they're sort of i mean they're not played comedically but they're definitely i mean there's no depth to the dog catchers right right you know they're just coming after them and the dogs have to get away from them but I, you know I, I can't remember exactly how it happened i think that what was there's a homeless man of sorts Yes. Who captured Hagen very easily, gently, yes. and then sells him to a guy who trains dogs for dog fighting? Yes. All right. So, yeah. I mean, and that happens, what are we, like 25, 30 minutes into the About movie? About that. About that, yeah. So, yeah. You got to make it to that point, and if you're at all sensitive to watching dogs on film and anything like that. Like, that's your point to check out. Like, <laughs> it, it's like, I don't know. It, it felt like watching, you know, a training montage from like Rocky or something, but with a dog. And it, it was yeah. like, that stuff was horrifying to me. Like, I really yes. struggled with that. And, um, you know, I wasn't quite sure where I was going, but obviously it's kind of inevitable you know, he ends yeah. up in the ring and that, that dog fight, man, ugh, it's rough. Yeah. I mean, all of that stuff, how do you train a dog to act like it's being trained to be aggressive without yeah. training it to be aggressive? No, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I, I don't get how you, how you could, yeah. Like teach the dog one thing and not the other. It's, it's kind of insane. Um, that shot, <laughs> do you remember the shot of like, Hagen right after he killed the other dog in the ring and like I mean it's like you know De Niro and Raging Bull just like standing over towering over his like fallen opponent of blood dripping off it is like shocking yeah. in a way like actually I wrote down like it reminded me of like D'Onofrio on the toilet in Full Metal Jacket when he's gone like full, full postal. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it is like, it's disturbing, like that shot. Yeah. And like, again, to think like, how do you, how do you get that look out of a dog? dog <laughs> like for multiple takes? Like, I don't know. There's got to be an amazing making of for this movie or not. I hope so. Yeah, I don't know. I'm assuming no dogs were harmed, but boy, it looks like it. It sure looks like it. But yeah, again, like all this is sort of being paired with at the same time, Lily is looking for her dog and going out and like running away, staying out, getting into trouble. And she goes to the, uh, to the pound to see if it's there. And A, there's a moat in front of the, <laughs> yeah. in front of the, pound. like, I don't know what that was, but there's a very, um, yeah, I, I didn't understand the function of that. Um, like three yard long puddle. Yeah. Maybe it's, it's just man-made. to keep people from walking up to the door. Don't know. I, I don't understand why that was there. No. Yeah. But so the girl's there and like the woman that's running the pound is not nice. Cause I was thinking, okay, maybe it's just the men in this movie. They're all jerks. She's not nice. And while Lily is there, somebody steals her bicycle. when She got off. the curb. Yeah. So It's just like, Oh man, this poor girl. It's, it's a rough society there. Um, but then, I, I don't know, like, you know, the dog, it was a little unclear to me how it escaped after the dog fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Hagen just kind of, well, no, wait, he walks out and like, doesn't he, he jumps over. Is that when he rips the throat out of the trainer? Or does it, was that there? Shit. Wait, at what point? When Hagen, after he wins his dog fight, 
And he another, wins his dog fight. He doesn't. There's guys that want to buy him or like expect right. no, to buy him. Right. No, he just runs away. Okay. I don't, yeah. think, I don't think he bit anybody's. But but then you have that great shot of Hagen like just running down this wooded road. Yeah. As fast as 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 he can, and you like, and in that moment, I was a hundred percent on with the movie. Right. Like I was just like, man, I I know exactly what's going on here, and like you have these great shots of Hagen sort of looking at what he did, and he doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. Like why like he's become a different thing and he's you know um there's actually some really good dog acting there. Oh my god, like every time they run, yeah, I could just watch like an hour and a half of them running, like the way they shot this. But you know, yeah, I think like in a different movie he would have ran straight home to his owner yeah. and they would have had their their you know, they would have reunited and he had gone through hell to get there. But that's not quite what <laughs> Not quite how it goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he reunites with a pack, and then just all hell breaks loose. Indeed, it does. And so, so is this is that where the movie loses you? Yeah. The dogs turn on as a group, as a pack. They turn on pretty much everyone in their path, but spe- they go after specific targets. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it, th- that was where, yeah, I definitely had my big break from it. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly because, like, like at first, it's really, for, at first, it's, it's, it's very involving. And, you know, it certainly seems like something powerful is coming. And, uh, and then you have this huge, this huge group of, of dogs just running. And, you know, well, you have the lady from the pound, for instance, yeah, they break out of the pound and run yeah, and through she, that moat. She's standing in front of the gates just waiting. Now, she's lied to Hagen <laughs> and lied to the little girl, said, said, we don't kill dogs here. And then Hagen watches her actually put a dog to sleep. Yeah. And so so she's that's about as bad as it gets. I mean, Hagen watched her do that. And now, as I remember, all the dogs just run past her. They do. I mean, they, I think she gets knocked down or she cowers yes. down. Yeah. And... uh there's some, it looks like they just kind of left the camera on the ground. One of the dogs ran into it at some point or something. Yeah. It looked like there was a great yeah, you saw that too. moment where the camera moved. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and so that was the thing. Like, So this sequence, these dogs go crazy to the point where they have guys out with guns and they're building barriers to take care of these dogs. Yeah, there's a total but, lockdown in the city and like yeah. it's a police state. Yeah. But And, and correct me if I'm wrong, though. Do they ever? Do you ever see a dog mauling anyone else? Um, because I hmm. feel like all I saw after that were people running for their lives and dogs just running past them, and it well, just, it, the, it they was kind of hilarious to me. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit funny. They they kill the trainer guy, right? They kill the guy at the um, that was like the chef in the kitchen who was trying to capture and, and kill Hagen in the opening for messing around in the trash. Right. That guy definitely gets taken out. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember it. Well, I think they were headed towards the dead, maybe. Mm-hmm. That's where they end up is back at the, at the meat inspection place. Um, yes. When Lily kind of stops them at the very end. But, uh, Oh, well, 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 they go because they end up at the concert hall in the balcony <laughs> when Lily's band is playing. 
which that was kind of awesome. Like that, yeah. that, like when we got to that level, I was like, Jesus, this is like Gremlins 2 in a way. Like, you know, it is sort of like the Gremlins taking over the town, but then, yeah, I think it was a Gremlins 2 when they actually go to the movie theater and they're <laughs> like yes. messing around with the projector. Like, it's not comical like that, but right. it is so absurd seeing dogs in the balcony just looking down, waiting at these people. I mean, it's like almost like that, you know, Inglorious Bastards when they're like blowing away yeah. Hitler and Goebbels. Um, it's just not like it's nuts. Like it went to that level. Where I was just like, this is kind of awesome and kind of insane. Like, I just don't know. Like you can't take it seriously. I just don't think there's any way you can. And I don't, I don't no. think that they want you to. Hmm. And yet it's played that way in a lot of ways. Um, they, yeah. They don't want us to, to take it comically. No. And I, I mean, I think they don't, nothing else in the movie would suggest that they do want that to right. happen. And, and, and I mean, the dogs have killed people. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, for some reason, and I guess I shouldn't say for some reason, cause I would assume the fact that they have like a mob of 200 dogs, trained dogs, and they have to have all this mob of dogs running, you know, down a street and have actors running. It's like, maybe it's just too much to say, all right. And then this one's going to maul that guy. And that one's going to maul that guy. Like, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's what it kind of felt like, though. It's like, okay, we just got to get shots of them running, and uh, and and just people scared. So it just, yeah, it felt that that bit felt a little goofy. But then, you know, f- they actually end up cornering uh, uh, Lily, where her dad works. Like, mm-hmm. right, she goes to head to where her dad is. He's been looking for. Oh, and wait a second, let's back up one second. She goes to the apartment. This was another thing I rewound a bunch of times, and I'm still not sure what happened. She goes back to the apartment. She's going, Daddy, Dad, where are you, Dad? Daddy? And then she opens a door of the bathroom, I think, and there's a body laying in the bathroom, completely motionless, I think a little bit bloody. And she's taken aback. And I was like, oh, my God, they killed her dad. See, I thought maybe that was at the... Yeah, you know what? I thought that was at the plant when I was first watching it. But maybe no. it was at the Well, she apartment. went to the plant afterwards, though. Yeah, no, you're totally right. She did, okay. yeah. So, I mean... I think I, in my I, head, I was making that connection that, oh, they had gone to the yeah. plant, or that's where she had gone looking for her dad at work. Right. But then, but then, yeah, moments later, it's like she gets... She hears him on the... Maybe she gets him on the phone. She does call him from yeah, somebody's yeah. phone, like that dead guy's phone, I think. And so, I was just completely... See, Lost. I thought I that was who was dead. Yeah, I thought that was the cook from that one kitchen or whatever. Maybe that was the plant all along, where the dogs were digging in the boxes. Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I thought no, that's I, I, who the body was. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I love was, we're having this deep discussion about that about a movie where dogs kill people. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so yeah, it was just a little unclear. But then she goes, she goes. You know, to where dad works, and that's where the Hagen and the mob finally uh, corner her. Mm-hmm. And then she calms them down by playing music. <coughs> While dad has a flamethrower ready to go yeah. behind her. Like, he's ready, yeah, he's ready to fight. And uh, But she keeps him calm. And I gotta yeah. say, I'm a, maybe I'm a sap. I liked that ending. I thought it kind of worked okay. It was, um, 
I don't know. There was something tonally about the way they played it long enough for me to kind of get over the, uh, oh, of course she's playing music again, uh, or, or the, like, there's no way this would work, um, to kind of just appreciating sort of the nonverbal value of it. And, you know, it was like sunrise was coming up. And then just, I mean, that shot of all those dogs just sitting there is, yeah. you know, it's something to behold. And then dead and Lily lay down as well, which, you know, I don't, you know, quite know what to make of that or what we're supposed to take away from that other than it's just a sweet little thing that they did. But, um, right. well, I mean, I, I just kind of assumed that it was all of them deciding that they're all equals or something. I think that's, yeah, you're probably you know, right there. Something along those lines. Looking at um, high level. Right. Um, but I still, so, yeah, I, I didn't, uh, again, I felt like it was all an allegory and, and, and I'd, I'd looked, thing, I couldn't tell what it was an allegor- allegory about because mm-hmm. again, I was trying to figure, like I don't know a lot about Budapest. So I'm <laughs> trying to figure out, you know, what. They have a hotel that's grand. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how, you know, what does this mean? And like I came back with several different, I, I never found a thing where the director got into it at all mm-hmm. but certainly some reviewers thought it was about homelessness and that the dogs were supposed to be homeless people but i didn't think that made any sense because there is a homeless guy in the movie and he's not very good very true um and the other thing was was like how minorities maybe are treated or or the lower classes or something are treated i, 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 I don't know so i kind of came up empty with with, with all that stuff and uh, it kind of made me feel like I, like I wish it had just been more about a girl's adventure trying to find her dog. There was a point in the movie where she said she didn't care about finding the dog anymore. Oh, after she got arrested? Yeah, and she got home yeah. and she was just happy to be there and her dad was being a cool guy finally. And they're both sort of admitting to each other that they're not, well, he, or he's admitting to her that he's been a kind of a jerk and he just, he's been through a lot and he's sorry. And he's trying to be a good dad and he's like, you know, we'll go find the dog she's like i don't want the dog i thought whoa what do you mean yeah so so that that was one other place that lost me because then the rest of the movie played out the way i would expect it to if she didn't say that but i didn't know what to make of that what do you mean yeah i don't know i I don't know i had forgotten that she said that i liked that scene because yeah a it was just nice to see something different from the dad and there was that i don't know there was just that nice moment where he comes Basically, she got arrested for she passed out drunk at a party the night before. She was hanging out with the older kids, and yeah. one of the kids had like bought a joint and asked her to hold on to it. So she gets arrested for possession, and the dad comes to pick her up, and he's he's pissed as you might expect him to be because he's a pissed human being. Everything prior to that, mm-hmm. but then like there was something where he shook her hand, and he was like, "Congratulations, you're an adult," basically. And then broke down weeping a little bit. And that was, I didn't see that turn necessarily coming from that character. I really liked it. And then I liked all that stuff that, that happened back at the apartment. I think I was kind of feeling that she was not being completely honest with him. That she was sort of just trying to be nice to him because of what happened there. Right. Um, but still was concerned about Hagen. I think in the back of my head, I was thinking that maybe. Whether yeah. that necessarily is on screen or not, I don't know. Because, <laughs> yeah, that is a confusing thing to have her specifically say that when that's all she's done is care about yeah. this dog. And well, you need and, her, too. Like that, yeah, it breaks down if she doesn't. 
Exactly, and 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 also it's just my my own bias for how I thought the movie was supposed to go. Mm-hmm. You know, like like there's no way she could she could betray that she loves this dog. You know, like she loves the dog. The dog loves her. That's the whole way it's going to come together. So if she so says you think she gave you would have yeah yeah you would have uh, so you you think maybe like. The dog goes through everything that it goes through, hell and back. You know, it goes through the dog fighting training and all that crap. And then the movie becomes more about the dog just getting back to her, less turning all the other dogs against humanity. Well, uh, honestly, I, I, I thought the dog was still going to be turning other dogs against humanity. Although, yeah, man, even that's still tough. Like, I mean, I get it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really tough because it's such an absurd thing. It's been through so much stuff. I mean, that's maybe there's a certain parallel there, but I, I just figured, yeah, like, like the tension in the movie to me, I thought was going to be more about how she goes out. Like she's going to, she's basically essentially going to run away and live on the streets to find her dog and her dad's going to go out of his mind and he's going to be looking for her. So the police are going to be looking for her. Meanwhile, she's always looking for the dog. And meanwhile, Hagen, who's been through a bunch of crap and is, you know, obviously disturbed at this point puts together all his dogs because he's going to destroy humanity because he doesn't know what else to do. And so basically, you've got wonderful Lily, who all she wants to do is find her beloved dog, basically like walking into a dog trap. You know, like, like it would just be this tension of just like, oh my God, like if they find her, like he, he's just going to kill her because he just wants to kill everybody now. Right. And, it, and it's very dangerous, but, but it just doesn't, it just doesn't. Um, yeah, I mean, I so think I you do, you know, they definitely play a couple moments there at the end where you think maybe he's, you know, he's so far gone as a dog yeah. that he oh, might yeah, yeah, yeah. her. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, I mean, when, when he finally catches up with her. Right. It just, it, it just, it just sort of meanders on her, on her end a little bit. Sure. You know, and, and, the, and so that, that just felt a little soft to me. Um, I do think, yeah, if there's one problem with the dogs being so interesting and like dynamic to watch, it's that the human side is just inevitably less interesting yeah. in this movie. You know, and that, that is tough to sort of have both kind of be at that level. Yeah. When you have these dogs doing what they're doing, um, even the stuff that's, that's crazy at the end. Um, oh, Absolutely. So I don't know. I mean, I think it's uh, it's it's a movie that I have no trouble saying. If you're listening to this podcast and you know what you're getting into, like you got to see this thing because it's. Oh, I yeah. do. I do think like I can't compare it to another movie. Like I don't know anything else that's like this whatsoever. You know, the fact that I'm referencing Gremlins should be pretty obvious to that fact. Yeah. But um, I will say uh. I watched this movie with my two dachshunds on mm-hmm. the couch for the entire movie. They enjoyed it. They slept through the whole thing. Oh boy. <laughs> it was just funny because sometimes they do, you know, when they, I was like, Oh man, all these dogs are barking this movie. One of my dogs in particular, I thought okay, he's going to start barking and get up and go run around like, like insanity and yeah. nothing, not a word, which then I should mention, Oh man, I love, absolutely love the shot of, I think it was when they were in the pound, there was like a, like a shot of like five dogs watching Tom and Jerry on TV. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's just another great shot, just seeing those reactions. Um, one line I wrote down that I thought was was particularly fun and perhaps a cultural thing, and I don't know, maybe they were making fun of it or not, but um, 
the uh there's an older like a teenage boy in this movie who's probably about 17 or 18 and then a, an older girl who also plays trumpet in this band um and at that party those two who i guess are somewhat of a couple are mm-hmm. walking and the the boy says you smell nice what is it and the girl says ed hardy and then he's like what is it oh, ed yeah. hardy <laughs> yes you know ed hardy cologne or perfume or whatever and i was just I wasn't sure if that was... I, I think we're not supposed to think that they genuinely think that, oh, man, that's really nice stuff, you know? I, yeah, I, 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 it's hard to imagine, yes. In, yeah. in in the U.S., that would just be a comic line, 100%. For sure, yeah. Uh, I guess it's like the Drakkar Noir oh, of yeah. the 80s. But, um, yeah, anything else you want to say about this movie? Uh No. No, I think uh, we covered it pretty well. Let's give it to the dogs. Let's give it um, to the dogs. Yeah, so White God, which is not White Dog, the Samuel Fuller movie about a dog that's been trained to be racist, that's although sure. that's worth watching as well, um, is streaming on Netflix right now. Go check it out and uh, let us know what you think. Please do. Should we talk about it next time? Let's talk about it next time, Sean. So in the next full episode, we're going to be watching a movie called The Comfort of Strangers. It's a 1990 film, 1990 film, uh, directed by Paul Schrader. Schrader. Um, uh, It's from a book by Ian McEwan, who's awesome. It stars Mm -hmm. all the people you would expect. I should have had this up already. And not expect. It's, it stars people you both expect and do not expect, uh, like Christopher Walken, Natasha Richardson, Rupert Everett, Helen Mirren. This is amazing. What an amazing Star-studded. cast. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to be watching this. We're going to have a special guest on the show. We're not going to tell you who it is. Not yet. It's going to be a surprise. So we really want you to tune in. This person has a lot of insight into movies. and site so tune in next time watch uh, find and watch the comfort of strangers it's not streaming so you kind of got your work cut out for you there but go seek it out it's out there somewhere waiting for you find it watch it and then join us back here we'll be talking about comfort of strangers be there yeah i'm, I'm pretty excited about that one that cast sounds awesome and Boy, I had no clue that this movie existed. No, and not at all. I, yeah, I've only I've only seen one or two movies that Paul Schrader has directed, so that's always that's always fun to get into as well. Oh, and also Dante Spinati, who I believe is uh, a, a regular of of Michael Mann's. Let's look that up so. before I start spouting. <laughs> I was going to say Scorsese, Scorsese, but that's not right. Dante Spinati did L.A. Confidential. Did Heat, uh, Public Enemy. So that, that, that counts as a semi-regular. Yeah, player. he's... Um, done a lot of cool stuff. Uh, that's, that's your DP on Comfort of Strangers. There's, this is a strong, strong uh, group of people. This should be a, a, an interesting thing, no matter what. Maybe they should have called it The Comfort of Strongers. That is fantastic. We should probably end on that note. Yes. It's not going to get better. No. So, as always, uh, thanks for listening, and keep those suggestions coming. This was a, a fun one to do, and the next one will be fun as well. And 
Probably the next one after that, too. You never know. That's right. And then there'll be a dud. Like, probably right then. And then the next one will be super fun. Oh, man. I'm already looking forward to that one. Yeah, that's going to be great. Uh, (laughs) Thank you, Sean, for this podcast and many others. Good night. Mm -hmm.